What is up, guys? Welcome back to episode 32 of Rip City Rundown. It is our first episode in, I think, like two weeks with all three members back. Cody is back uh, after his absence from the previous podcast. West is here on the top left. They actually attended the game last night, so I'm going to send it to them first. Uh, how was that experience of the game last night? Um, it was really fun. We had some pretty good seats, about fifth row. Um, obviously, we lost, so it was kind of a tough tough game to go out from a basketball standpoint. It was still fun. Um, you know, the stadium was weirdly empty, though, Cody. Yeah, um, we'll get into this, but, you know, with all the COVID uh, requirements for a vaccination proof, basically, and then mass requirements, it was empty. And then despite the Blazers sucking, it also doesn't help. First game I've been to, actually, since COVID started. So it was, it was good to be back, even though we took the loss. Yeah, going on, you guys going to events. I'm going to touch on this real quickly at the start. If you guys haven't seen the vlog, go watch it. But you guys were also at MLS Cup. So uh, I know a lot of Portland yeah. fans are just here as fans of just Portland sports. So talk about that, too, before we get into the Blazers. Yeah, we can, we'll can. we do that first this time. Uh, yeah, that was an, an insane game. <clears throat> um, to be honest, that Timbers that tying goal might have been the greatest – sports moment I've ever been to personally. Um, I would have to rack my brain, but it's definitely up there for sure. Um, the scenes inside the stadium, I don't think I've ever seen a stadium go more crazy than that. It was insane. Yeah. For those who don't know, it was Timbers versus New York. We were down 1-0 going to halftime. And all the second half, Timbers were sniffing for a goal. And at the 94th minute, so about like seconds before – the final whistle would be blown. Timber score goal equalized at 1-1. Yeah, one of the best sports moments I've been to in person ever. Maybe even just seen, including all the TV moments too. But it was crazy. But they lost the penalties. But you can watch that vlog in the uh, link below. Description. Yeah, description. For sure. It's yeah, the cra Crazy game. The reactions to that goal, just from all three of us, was funny. We got me absolutely just screaming in my basement on a, on a live stream. Got Wes videoing Cody. He's crying. Physically crying. Silent, and then you're just going crazy, too. I have a – um. Yeah, or go ahead, go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to move uh, on. Do you have anything else to talk oh, about? Well, I was just going to – you know, I'll do it just because I'm a nice guy. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Physically crying. Insane game. Um, to be honest, New York probably deserved to win. They were the better team throughout. But it was still a tough loss. But, yeah, into the Blazers. Let's, let's do it. All right, so we'll just – you want to start with the two games this week and then get into, like, the more, like – Yeah, let's start. Talk. Let's start games. Yeah, let's so we – good. So I'm going to send it to you, Cody. You give me a little rundown of the statistics, but we'll talk about the Minnesota game first. Lost 116-111. Unfortunate loss, but it was nice to see Damon Lillard back. What did the box score look like? Do you have it up, Cody, or do you want me to go through it? Uh, yeah, I got it. So – Lillard, obviously his first game back, but struggled once again. It really sucks, man. I don't know when he's going to get out of this slump consistently, but three for 14 from three-point range, 24 points. U.S. actually had a bet on Damian Lillard to get 24 points, and he did. So at least he did that. Yep. A lot, a lot that is true. Um, so, yeah, Norman Powell, Powell, 15 points. Um, Little, 10. Nurkic, 8 points. Only played 21 minutes, but he was in foul trouble. I will get him that. But then again, that's his fault. Um, but 26 from Anthony Simons. What a game. Every time he shot 
I was like confident that it was going to go in. He was nine for 20 from the field, six for 12 from three. Kind of a dumb foul at the end by him since we could have just stopped them and then got a game-winning three or game-tying three. Um, and then Ben La- Ben McLemore, 15 off the bench, five for six from three-point range. He was absolutely lighting up. So despite good shooting from, I guess, not like huge players, still lose to Minnesota. So it really, it's really unfortunate. I mean, Minnesota points were kind of spread out. Edwards had 24, Towns had 23. D'Angelo Russell at 18, Vanderbilt had 14. I mean, they're, they're Beverly at 10. Their whole starting lineup had over 10 points. Um, so, yeah, equal shooting. That's about all I can say for the stats. We had 19 turnovers. That was not good. That was pretty killer. Um, I do want to shout out Dame. Had 11 rebounds. That could be a career high. I'm not sure if it is or not. But he had a quiet 11 rebounds, six assists, 24 points. He had a he had a loud, or sorry, very quiet 24 points. To be honest, when you're like in person at the game, you don't realize he's shooting so bad. And then you look up at and you see it's three for 14 from three. And it's just, you know, it's not good enough. Like Dame shoots seven, 17 shots, 14 of those were three pointers. 24 guys, points. I think you guys are just bad luck when it comes to Dame when you guys go to the games because remember last That's what we were talking about. Game 0 for 10. So That's what we were talking he's about. He's gone three for 24 in the games that you guys have attended to the last two years or two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, there really wasn't anything egregious that really contributed to the loss. I mean, first half, we were just sloppy. A lot of turnovers. Cody said it. Um, I think, how many did you say? 19 turnovers? 19, yeah. Dame had like Four turnovers in the and first quarter. Like, yeah, Dame had four or five in the first quarter. But, you know, it just – those types of games come down to the end and they just happen to make more shots, make more plays. I don't know. And I, I want to say – concerning loss. I want to say, like, we should beat Minnesota at home. But I feel like Minnesota is kind of underrated. I mean, they looked good last night. I'm going to give it to them. They, they mean, are an underrated team. They played well together, you know. Despite them not not them not having as much talent as us, I still feel like they played a great game, and I was impressed honestly with how they played. And they have a better record than us, and it shows why. Yeah, I mean, I getting to watch the game on the broadcast, I was able to just kind of follow it a little more than you guys at the game. Um, it was interesting to see Nance start instead of Covington. I think that actually, despite Covington's bad shooting, I do want to give him a shout out because the stat line's actually kind of cool. He goes. Three points, not that good, but five rebounds, three assists, five steals, and four blocks. Yeah, it's probably couldn't it's even really good. That at the game. No. Um, and then obviously a shout out to Mac Warren Simons, but other than the only guy guys that I think had you would say bad games is Nurk because of his foul trouble. And if you look at Nurk's Twitter right now, he posted three of his fouls on his Twitter. Just no caption, nothing. Just the three fouls, three of them that weren't probably fouls. Yeah, we were we were talking about that at the game. There were a lot of whistles, a lot of whistles. I'm not saying that's why we lost, but you know, our team's not very deep. Okay, so Nerd needs to be on the floor. No, yeah, Kevin Cavallaro, the team. Kevin Cavallaro was like in like the second quarter. He was like, "Are we even going to finish this game before midnight?" Like he was getting very pissed with all the whistles. I mean, total fouls. We had 25 fouls. They had seven. No, 22. A lot of stops. this game. They're pretty even, but that's over. That's a double digit fouls each half each team. And we missed free throws. Dame missed free, three free throws. I mean, those little differences, man. Yeah, Dame splitting yeah. pairs on like three straight possessions in the third quarter. That was disappointing to see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tough loss. Um, 
Actually, we went 0-3 this week. Um, moving on from the Timberwolves game, we played the Warriors in Golden State. Kind of a, the way they're they're playing. No Dame or CJ in that game, I believe. Uh, that that was a scheduled loss. Um, to be honest, I do want to talk about the Clippers game though, and here's why. That was the first game of the week we lost. We lost that game 102 to 90, but that was a fun game to watch because the Blazers played really hard without Dame or CJ. And they, like, I mean, you're holding the Clippers for 102 points, you know, it, uh, for the sake of the argument, it was under 100 points because there's garbage time free throws at the end. That was an impressive showing for a team that was really outmatched. Yeah, Norman Nurk in that game were just the only two real offensive threats, and they showed that. I mean, 31 and 29 for each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense definitely was a lot more active in that game, but that just comes when you have less talented offensive players on the court. They're going to give more effort on defense, and they are just more talented on defense in, uh, in the end. Exactly. CJ Hellaby exactly. getting like three fourth-quarter minutes, like key down the stretch, and then banging a three. That was kind of funny. Oh, say. yeah. Speaking of really underrated players, I do want to shout out Trenton Watford. I thought he gave oh, some yeah. good minutes last night. He gave oh, some good yeah. minutes. Actually, did um, pretty good plays. Yeah, he had, I think, three boards. He got a bucket on a putback. You know, that's all he needs to do. If he gets his, if he gets minutes, he's got to make the most of it. Just not be a net negative like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Yeah, but the reason he's coming in is just because the depth in general is just terrible right now. We got Zellers out. The injury sounds just like CJ, which we'll get into. Sure, I guess go ahead and get into right now his injury. But their injuries both sound worse than they actually are. One is a patella fracture which you would think Patel's on the knee, that should be like a terrible injury, but he's only out for like one or two weeks. And the same goes for yeah. Speaking of Cody Zeller, he was, he was in street clothes last night, and I was expecting to see like a big brace or like something, but he's just walking around. Fine, yeah, nothing so on him. I'm thinking it's just like... What is CJ's timetable? CJ's, they said a week, like once they diagnosed it, a week for re- reevaluation. And like, if you look it up, if you look up how long it takes for whatever it's called, I mean, I know like it's a lung. collapsed lung, but it's not a fully collapsed lung. It's only like one to two weeks for most athletes. Like the last person to have this, they said, uh, they said Gerald Wallace had this like uh, in like 2010, and he was out like one to two weeks. So yeah, it took well, me I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facts. Well, you, you had that. Yeah, basically, I had the same injury with CJ this summer, and I was in the hospital, so no, definitely worse than him. Pro, pro athletes, pro athletes have crazy bodies, so they're able to get over stuff really quickly. But I did say, and maybe I don't know, in one of the first podcasts of the year, I said one fa- big factor for the Blazers' season is health. I said it was health because we're not that deep of a team, and we rely on our starters for big minutes. And when CJ misses a game, when Dame and CJ miss three games, I mean, how many games are you going to win when Dame and CJ don't play? I mean, I don't know. We just need Dame uh, to get back to what he used to be, which is, like, yeah. tough because him at that level is hard to sustain. So, Yeah, it's really tough to sustain because, I mean, when you're – that's what I was telling I was telling Cody last night. We were actually – we had a nice conversation last night while enjoying the hot tub. Uh, we, were, we were talking about how, um, you know, the Blazers – Dame, the Blazers have been so bad defensively, and we have had so many holes on the roster, but Dame and how great he's been has been able to kind of cover over those holes. Nice little flex seal on the holes, you know? Mm-hmm. However, when Dame shoots through 14, like we, the problem with the Blazers is we don't have that, we don't have any margin for error. 
it's like if you're gonna win a game, it's gotta be Dame plays well, Simon plays. Everyone has to play well. Like you look at the like the Suns or the Warriors, like Curry can have a crap game and other guys can step up. I mean, look at that Curry. can't happen with the Blazers. You could you could take Curry out a crap game. He's chucking up like twenty threes and hit like five. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at Curry. He 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 needed he needed sixteen threes against us and he's still like half half away. I mean, come on, man. Did you know? Did you know that he was going for the record that night? Dude, they wouldn't shut up on ESPN the whole time. He hit one. Wait. Thing, they're like, there's the first. And he's 15 from the record, and he's got two quarters to do it. Like, oh my goodness, he was never so gonna hit. Well, so well, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was a cooler highlight or LeBron's and one last night. <laughs> to see that on every single person's. Or LeBron putting on some glasses. Oh wow! wow, that, wow. Uh, I, want, I want that on my feed. That was insane. Then hey, so, this, do you have anything else to say? I was just going to say, sorry, I was going to say one more thing from our conversation. It's, it's, it's important. Um, the other thing we said is the entirety of Dame's like, career in Portland, it's so obvious that we need an elite wing to pair with him because how many championship teams did not have an elite wing? I guess you could say the Raptors, but Siakam is still kind of close. Why? Why? Okay, well, exactly. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yeah, almost. We're going in order. Giannis, Kawhi, or sorry, Lakers. I always forget the Mickey Mouse. Braun. Giannis, Braun, Kawhi, KD, KD, KD again. Braun, KD. Say Draymond. Well, well, twenty fifteen. That was that was Curry's MVP year. He still had a sick defensive. You could say Clay Thompson's an elite wing. Oh he yeah, of but, course. Yeah, but that's six, my point. Seven, so you need an an elite, either just wing or three and D. For the longest time, we had D but no three. I mean, in Harkless. Now we have all three but no D. <laughs> you got to get both. Robert Covington sometimes doesn't even bring the three or the D if we're talking about dunks. Or like you just you have to do both at a high level. Like when Roko's shoots, I'm not confident. Like yeah. you need you need Roke. Like Roke had a great defensive game. If you if he had si- if he had Simons of shooting, it'd be insane. That'd be, beautiful. be insane. But that's kind of the other point. I was At this to point, though, I that. think we just like we need to prioritize the defense because, again, like they always say, defense wins championships, and that's a true statement. Like you can, again, you can beat a team out. when you hold them on defense. Another thing we we're talking about related defense. So it's kind of really repetitive. Our players, I and mean, then we got Dame, Simons, CJ. Mm-hmm. Those are three players that are all offense. I mean, I will say Simons is an okay defender, like pretty good, but like. Three undersized guards, and like with Simon's is Simon's is kind of the new CJ, I guess in a way. Like he's that guy who can just ISO himself and get a good little floater, shoot a three. But like having three of them, you know, it's kind of useless. You need to. You, you practically have four if you include, include Norm, because Norm's still only six four here. Yeah, Norm is six four, and yeah, he's playing the true. three. Like this three guard lineup, in my opinion, it just it, it never really seemed like it was going to work. I mean, sure, you can outscore teams. What happens when the shots don't fall? You're eleven and sixteen. Yeah. I mean, I it's mean, literally that. And that's what's bringing just, up all these trade rumors now. I mean, December 15th is when everybody is available for trades. The people that were signed in the offseason are available for trades and stuff like that. So they're expecting December 15th, we could see a trade. We normally don't see trades this early. We normally wait until the deadline. But with this many teams, there's a lot of teams out there that have a lot of unknowns. The Sixers have unknowns. Yeah. They don't have Ben Simmons playing. Blazers have unknowns. And then there's a bunch of the Pacers on a fire sale right now there's a lot of teams that want to make moves and the blazers should be in the thick of a lot of those moves 
I think another problem with the three guard lineup, especially your closing lineup, is teams are able to exploit favorable matchups so easily against our defensive scheme. Like I noticed this at the game three or four times down down the stretch. Russell has the ball, quick high screen and roll, and all of a sudden Cat's back is backing down Dane. It's like that, I mean, <laughs> that's that's an easy bucket for Cat. It's Carl Anthony Towns against a six three guard. I mean, Dan's going to, you know, do all he can, but he's too big, too strong. That was pretty frustrating. That was frustrating. And then, you know, I don't know. It, it's this, the, I like, if you want to play a defense where you switch at, where you switch everything, then have the personnel where you can switch everything. Stop putting Dame on freaking Kevin Durant. He hasn't, but that's kind of, you know, an example. Are, when it comes to trades and us making a move, are you a fan that wants to like give up CJ and like just CJ, or are you willing to give up like a Simons or a Little? Because no, those are two. Not giving, not giving up Simons. Simons is literally Simons is going to take on Dame's role and Dame retires. She's not going to be as you know as electric for the longest time. But Simons is at this point. I'm not. I'm look. I'm saying it because of. Recency bias and recency bias only, but Anthony Simons is a better shooter than Dame right now. Just, it is what it is. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, this like, year, in my opinion, the two people that I would want to give up the most is CJ and then Covington. I, mean, I think they still hold some value, but the reason I say I want to give them up is because those are the two least performing people, in my opinion, that like still hold a little value. So, like, if you're looking at it from the other look, perspective, look, look, look. like they don't want them. What may, here's the reason why CJ makes sense is because the problem is four guards. Like Cody said, it's repetitive. You're not trading your franchise star Dame. You're not Obviously. trading Simons. You're not trading Simons because he's young. And why would you trade Norman? You just traded Gary Trent Jr. for him. And Norm's on like a five-year contract now. Yeah, Norm. Norm's staying. And See, I think Norm's best at the two. Just imagine the starting lineup of Dame, Norm. Simmons, okay, you can give up Roko. Simmons, Nance, and Nurk with Simons and Little. You can start Little if you want. No, I I get that, but the problem is like... Yeah, I understand the other team has to want our players too. No one wants CJ right now. CJ's just not... like. He's also got one long. (laughs) Yeah, I did see a report that the Blazers and Sixers were discussing, not discussing, but kind of, yeah, I guess it's discussing a Tobias Harris for CJ swap, but the Blazers weren't interested in that. Um, so are you, do you think I mean, we have to go? I would, take trading CJ? I, I would take that. I would take I that. I would too. I'm sorry. I would too. I think like, it's, we don't need a player if, better than CJ. We need a player that fits yeah, the team. That's the thing. We don't need a player better than CJ. We just need fit. If we're trading CJ for, just a solid three and D wing that is still like good. Obviously. CJ for Mikael Bridges. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in love with Mikael Bridges. Like they would do that. I wish. No, they, they never would. Never. They have book. They have Booker and Chris Paul. Maybe if we just Cameron, the rat Payne. Who I said Cameron Payne? But he looks like a rat. So <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was mean. I shouldn't have said that. Uh... I apologize. Cameron Payne. He's got to watch this. You're just annoying. Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, we just need a player that fits our team because we've been losing to worse talented teams than us, but just simply bond together and play better together because they're structurally built better than we are. Precisely. 
Cole, you, you said before the podcast, Jer- Jeremy Grant's a, tar- a target here? Yeah, I mean, Shams reported it, and who knows if Shams. you... Like, yeah, Jeremy Grant. The Lakers and Blazers are interested in him. I don't Why know the Lakers, man? The Lakers can't have everyone. The Lakers are interested in everybody, so if it says that on it, it's just like every single player that's in the trade room are just... I'm convinced that the Lakers name on it because they're thinking yeah. Horton Tucker can get them Bradley Beal. Yeah, I, I'm convinced. Uh, I'm convinced that they put the Lakers as a team that's interested just to get people's attention. Um, Do you remember? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna move, I was gonna talk about Shams a little bit and the whole and Woj and how they both like the so things Shams they report will, comes from two like two different sources. Like Woj's reports normally come from executives and well, ne- well neil neil shay and Woj had a business working exactly. like, that's what i was like relationship did you see what dame put on his twitter what so they were talking they think that report where dame wants the supermax of two years 107 million uh they think or it's almost like confirmed at this point that neil shay like kind of told Woj to release that to kind of just hurt the Blazers and hurt the Blazers stock when it comes to getting a new GM. And they posted on, someone posted on their Twitter. It was a picture of Trump and Mike Pence talking. And the caption was Neil, Neil Shea and Woj talking about the Damian Lillard article. And someone tweeted that and Damian Lillard responded and said, can't be surprised. Basically saying he's not surprised that old Shea's a snake. Well, see, that's, that's really, that's interesting. And people, don't ever really talk about this, but like Woj and Shams, Shams, whatever you say it, like they're not just getting the information from the player. Like they're getting it from someone who has their own motives and their own goals. And a lot of the news that is released in the NBA from Woj is to up a player's stock or to make a team look more favorable. Like, do like okay, do we really believe that the 76ers wanted four first round picks for Ben Simmons? I don't think the 76ers know that they're not going to get that. But they're just trying to up his perceived value. Up Ben Simmons' perceived value. Like, if the, if the 76ers actually think that they can get four first for Ben Simmons, then they just – they need to go to the G League. Yep. Are you serious? Are you serious with that? I just – I don't – when it comes to all these trades, I don't, I don't, I take, I don't know what I would to take Jeremy Grant. It's I'll a whole new Jeremy GM. Grant. It's a whole I'll new take GM. Jeremy Grant. You what? I would take Jeremy Grant. He's literally a better version of Larry Nance Jr. I mean, sure, I would take Jeremy Grant, but is Jeremy Grant would, like that? I would be open to trading Nurk. Is the only reason Jeremy Grant doing so good is because he's on the Pistons? Because, I mean, last time he was on, like, the Nuggets, he was, like, just a, Well, he was young. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's he probably, was, like – He's probably grown a little bit. But he'd be, the, he'd be a great role, a good role player. We don't need a star. We have one. Yeah, but it's like, who are we tra- – I don't know who they would even want for Jeremy Grant. They probably want someone young. I would – I hate to say Nurk. it, but I feel like I'd we give could – I feel like we could see a Simons or Little get traded. I hate to say it. I don't, I I don't, would, I don't I, want that. They would, they would have to go with Little over Simons. Si- si- okay, but Simons' value is insane right now. Yeah, but I, Little, I little is, tar- is literally like has the potential to be this 3 and D that we want, and Little's been really good this year. I think True. you trade Nurk. I think you trade Nurk. I would do a Nurk and so CJ package. I would tr- do a Nurk and CJ package. I'm not even kidding. Nurk and CJ for Miles Turner and Karis LeVert. LeVert Karis plays LeVert no comes, defense. He's our bench scorer. So is Simons. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was talking about that trade before the year. 
Um, I don't but, know. But, like, but, what but, players but, 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 are available? But my, point though. Is, my point is, this is I was actually talking with your dad, Cody, about this last night after the game. <laughs> and we were talking about how Nurk is just like – he can have a great stat line, and it doesn't really seem like he's impacting the game. Like, he's kind of just out there. And the pace of the, pace of the game is too, too quick for him. He's picking up fouls all the time. He's big. He's just a big dude. He's not like this insane passer anymore. We don't really get him the ball. He has no post moves. I mean, I mean, he's like he might be a top ten center, like the back end, may like maybe. But I, I think you could do with more of like a like a. I'm not gonna say Bam because Bam's insane, but like more of a Bam style center. That's more, you I know, quick, quick and twitchy. I feel like don't he's a, you don't need a first. lumber a lumberjack at center. I just feel like he's not our first option we should do in terms of trading. Like, we got to get rid of a guard and try to get a bigger 3 and D player type first, I'd say. Because um, Nurk's still I, – I still think he's really good, at least. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a great guy. Like, I watch him and not amazing. He's not trash. He's just he's, – he's solid. He's, I, I think he's good. And I think he's yeah. good too. And so, I think getting rid of him would be a mistake, in my opinion. Yeah. At least when I think the other Nurk. Yeah. The other thing right. is like I think like deep down, like Dame and CJ want to win that title together in Portland, but I think they're slowly starting to realize that like it might it just not be meant to be. Yeah, we mean I released that video talking about CJ's article. And it's kinda of, I think it's kinda of sad, but it's just the firm reality that CJ's starting to realize is like he's probably gonna get traded. Yeah. Which is really sad. I don't want him to get traded. Like, but you look how the rap but look but like look at the Raptors, for example. Like, I'm not saying it's ours, but the Raptors traded probably one the best one of the best Raptors of all time in DeMar DeRozan. Because they saw a win now opportunity to win a title and they got it with Kawhi. I'm not saying we'll get Kawhi for CJ, but like that's some risk you have to take. Get rid of a fan favorite, a guy you've groomed your whole life in the franchise for a win now player it's it's like do we want to do we want the emotional side we're like oh we'll go to a western conference finals once every 10 years with the same guys or do you want to have a chance to win a title yeah i'm looking over espn released an article talking about a couple ben three realistic ben simmons trades it's it's not like a like just firm traits. It's more like a discussion in the article. And it talks about how the Pelicans could go after Ben Simmons talks about the Pacers and then the Blazers are the last one. And they say McCollum for Simmons trade works straight up money wise, but Philly would most likely want more in return. Um, Mm -hmm. It says Blazers, Picks aren't really the best thing for the Blazers because they already owe Chicago a pick from something. I'm not really sure what that's from, though. Actually, no, that's from – I think that's from the Robert Covington trade, and then somehow that pick got sent to Chicago. Uh, but mm-hmm. it says, besides McCollum and a little bit of draft assets, the Sixers will most likely look for an Assyria Little as part of the trade. That gives you a big wing the 76ers lack. So, would you be interested in doing a McCollum Little and say a twenty twenty six first round pick or something for Simmons? 
Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I would probably say yes too. I probably would too. It's yeah. just, it's just the, the, the potential of a Ben Simmons, Damian Lillard backcourt, because you have you have Ben Simmons who's driving. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot. Like we 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 know that. Like and literally he could, can't. He could be yes. working on a shot right now. No one knows. True. Okay, he's probably not. But I I would do it. Unfortunately, I, I don't know why I said unfortunately, but I'd do it. All right, I've got another article that was released. Um, it says three trades the Trailblazers can make following CJ McCollum's injury. Um, mm-hmm. This will probably have nothing to do with CJ McCollum because even though I still think McCollum will get healthy soon. But the first one is with the Pacers. Robert Covington and Nurkic for Miles Turner and Goga Badatsa. I just saw that article and I hate all the trades. Are they bad? I haven't even looked at all of them. They're so bad, in my opinion. But I saw that article the other day. And it's, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I hate those trades. There was an interesting one where they, like, it's an article where they're talking about less about like the nitty gritty like details of the trade and more about just like the core pieces, like a CJ centered trade for a Pascal Siakam centered trade. Would you do that? I mean, I would, but there's no way in hell that the Raptors would given the fact that I don't know. Siakam. I don't know. You have Scotty Barnes and OG now, but you have Gary Trent and you have, I feel like they wouldn't want Gary Trent, or they wouldn't want CJ after getting Gary Trent. But maybe yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I think Siakam's getting dealt soon somewhere. Point is, players need to quit being wussies, make a move, because we're not going to get championship without a big move here. And even if that means getting rid of CJ or someone that we love, just I like I know deep down we all love him, want him to succeed, but. Hey, I, th- I know he's got a 300-acre wine, whatever. We'll still love him in Portland. Yeah. But it might be time for a move. And we have to take advantage because Damian Lillard, again, is committing to the Blazers and talking about how much he loves the Blazers. And you got to take advantage of that before he actually wants to yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. So um, just want to talk about the schedule here for the rest of the month. Yeah, let's talk about the schedule, and then we'll wrap First it up. All, we'll, we'll get done in five, about seven minutes. Five losses in a row. Awful start to December. I mean, yes, Dame is out, but he's back now. So, looking at the schedule we play, at home, Phoenix, that's a loss. At home against Memphis and Charlotte. At Memphis, at New Orleans, and then three home games around Christmas time versus Nets, Mavericks. Jazz, and then December 31st at Lakers. Yeah, Cole, do you think it's possible we're still 500 by Christmas? Because <laughs> you if did that's say the that. case, we would have to go – we have nine games. We would have to go six and three. One, two, three, four, five, five, six. No, we have oh, six Oh, Christmas, games Christmas. Four. I was looking at Okay, the fine, years. fine, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll save the new year. We have nine games. We have to go six and three? Uh, yes, because then that would – No, we don't. That. Oh, <laughs> more than that. Why did I say six and three? Seven and two. More than that. We wait. Yeah, no, seven and two. That put us at eighteen and eighteen. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna lose probably against Phoenix. I mean, if we can't beat the Wolves at home, Phoenix is just gonna be so hard. But the funny thing, we beat Phoenix to shreds last time. True. At home. 
And that's, that's on, on TNT. TV, so that's not fun. At home, Memphis, I'd like to say I don't know. You just got to expect at some point Dame's going to come out and just, like, have a great game. He literally said you guys obviously wasn't watching the broadcast, but he was talking about it before the game. He was like, this quarter zone shot I got, while I'm not 100% comfortable, and I that he thinks he will get that soon, he's like, he feels so much better than what he used to feel like. Like, he said it was hurting for him just to raise up for a shot earlier in the year. So he's and he said after the game, it's just like I just got to get my timing back because I hadn't been shooting for the last week or yeah. two. Or well, we need excuses. Just kidding. Well, we need to go seven and two to be five hundred by the new year. And I just want to touch on the schedule quick. I mean, it's not the schedule, the standings. I mean, look, there's three bona fide contenders in the West: Phoenix, Golden State, and, and Utah. After that, I'm assuming the Lakers and the Clippers will kind of like Memphis is sixteen and eleven, like. You sure? Well, I don't know. There's just a hodgepodge of teams kind of from four to 12. Yeah, I just don't want to get to the point like it was in 2020 where, like, we're bad for a long period of time enough to where we get out of reach of missing, like, not being in this play-in tournament because I just – I would prefer to not to be in that, honestly. Here, this is – this is – this is interesting. This is – this kind of a breakdown. In three-point games or less, we're 0-2. We haven't won close games. That's not normal. Versus versus teams above 500, we're 7-11. Versus teams below 500, we are 4-5. Wow. We need to be like 6-3 and three against below 500 teams, man. Come on. At least. Um, I, I want to say that we ha- I could have confidence beating some of these teams, but when we're losing to the Timberwolves and Kings, it's hard to be confident about any game. Other than like the Pistons, I mean, yeah. Um, just looking at the rest of the rest, every game's tough. I'm not like just because of our record. Every game is tough, but if I had to look at it, the Suns game is really hard. The Nets game is really hard. The Jazz game is really hard. Other than they're all winnable games. Nets is hard. Late Lakers on the road is pretty tough. I wouldn't but, I mean, like that, but at crypto. Yeah, but look, it's we just got to turn it around. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. We were saying how easy of a schedule December is, but honestly, the easy part is already over. That that we were referring to at home against San Antonio, Boston. Oh yeah, I know Minnesota. So and we lost all of them. So yeah, yeah. I, I was saying that when we were ten and one team at home. What are we now? Like ten and five at home? How, do yeah, we still since, have one win on the road? Yeah, yeah. But since CJ said. Yeah, we have one win on the road since CJ said uh, 10 in a row at the crib. We haven't won since then. I know. So that's a sign CJ got to go. Well, no CJ tomorrow against the Suns. If we – that's a, a huge game. We, we're we not supposed to win, but if we somehow win that game, that would be a great bounce back. I, I'm praying we win that game. Turn the momentum around, yeah. All right. Even if we don't win, at worst, Dame have a pretty good game. Okay, Hopefully. no, we have to win, bro. I mean, 11-17. and 17. We're not, we're not, we can't say we have to win because we're probably not going to win at all. I was thinking, like, I think last game was pretty much to win, honestly. Can't be losing games at home against teams that aren't that good. Yep. Well, any other, any other comments, questions? That's all we got. Concerns about the team. I know there's a lot of them, but. Well, we're kind of on trade watch here. It starts in two, in two days. So probably by, who knows, maybe by the next podcast, we'll have a big, Bo- news bomb hopefully yep, maybe 
see what Joe Cronin does. See, here's yeah. the problem. I'm like connected, emotionally connected to CJ. I'm not to Nurk. I don't want CJ to go. I want Nurk to go. <laughs> <laughs> Nurk just makes me more mad because Nurk does sometimes looks like he does. Nurk's younger too. I feel like you could like how many teams have a boat? Yeah, uh, but we remember to get away from this. The the two the lineup we were on with CJ is the reason we're normally we're not gonna ever get past that ceiling. So sadly, yeah, maybe you can just yeah yeah you're right you're right. All right, that's all we got um, for episode thirty two. Make sure to subscribe if you're even a Timbers fan too, and if you're a Blazer fan, look out for the vlog. You guys are gonna be releasing a vlog, or we are yeah either tonight either tonight or tomorrow probably tonight. Yeah. Uh, but we will get that to you guys as soon as possible make sure to subscribe comment if you like the new setup of the podcast these guys don't see it right now but when it's finally edited it will be a cool little setup cool format and uh we'll catch you next time peace